Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Cannell. And Raja Bell. It's all the future of football right before your eyes. Just yell it out, man. He can't guard me. What is going on? It is Friday. Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Cannell and Rajah Bell. My man Debo with us. Hannah Ostopchuk, as always. we got a big show lined up for you. We actually have some really good questions for five-star Q&A on Friday. I'm so excited for it. I am, too. I can't <laughs> wait. We're going to have to divulge some information. We're going to put Rajah to the test. He's going to have to be honest and take some truth serum. What? Uh, we're going to do our picks and props, which you may want to fade. Probably, if you want to make some money, you'll do that. Uh, NBA All-Stars were announced, too. But I have to, I have to get something off my chest. So it's been cold across the country, right? Oh, yeah. Like I saw a stat the other day. Every 50, all 50 states had snow in them at some point, at some part of their state. I will say this because I lived in New England for a long time. There's something about Florida cold that just seems colder. I was at my daughter's soccer <laughs> practice so last night and I, it was, I looked at my phone. It was only 52, but it felt like it was 19. Yeah. I was freezing. Do you think it's because of the clothes, or do you think it actually is colder air? No, it's because it, you don't predict it. Like, when I go to New York in the fall, I'm ready to go. I got my ugly boots. I got my coat. When, like, here, when I go outside and it's cold, I I, I stress out. I'm like, I don't know what to do with myself. Uh, yeah. So it's so much more stressful. It, yeah, well, yeah, there's that element of surprise, and, and you're not expecting it. But atmospherically speaking, yes, I do think there's something to do with, like, Thank that you. wet. Like, it's humid anyway. What? Yes. And there's nah. a, yeah. Scientifically like, speaking. Because I think it's hotter in humid climates like that dry heat in 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 phoenix didn't affect me right this this heavy like humid heat is a problem i think See? the same in the cold. i'm with you there is something scientist to it. on the show yeah. i was just gonna say i was <laughs> yeah. like call bill nye yeah <laughs> i was about to be like our boy raj over here and wear a hoodie to work today but i didn't do yes, it people are gonna hate you guys for that well thing. i know <laughs> i was just realizing that most of the country's sitting in actual teens and we're sitting here complaining about 50 but it does feel cold all right let's uh let's get some nba talk because nba on, the all-star starters were officially announced I can't stand the fact, and it's not that I have anything against fans, but I think the fact that they have 50%, which is actually reduced from what it used to be. Right. I think 50% of fan vote, which counts 25% media, 25% players, I think it's kind of a joke. Why? Because I don't, the fans, it doesn't matter, and they can mount these campaigns. <laughs> oh, they matter. Where they, they matter. Of course they matter, right. but should they be determining who yeah, are the yeah, best yeah. players in the league? It's it becomes like a, a popularity contest. It is a popular, it's always, I mean, it's better now. Than it was. Right, it used it's to be only purely a popularity contest. I love um, it. I love that it's a popularity contest. That's the best part. That's the best part, right? Well, I mean, we're, yeah, because we're looking at things from different well, perspectives, instance, right? Like, we're, does anybody think in reality that that the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo? There you go. Is he better than LeBron? No. no. Well, he's getting more play, uh, fan votes. Yeah, he's, I mean, we got more player votes. Player votes. So then maybe the players are the ones that should be taken out. Player, for this I one. think he's he's a trending player right now. LeBron's of like been there, done that, like old reliable. Um, but I, the fan, that's why I think the NBA, and I've said it before, they think the NBA has has it right on this one. I think tweaking the formula a little bit so it wasn't purely a popularity contest was big for them. But those fans having a say and feeling like you know they're involved in that process to the degree that they were is really. It's really an engaging thing. It's really interactive, and it and it, it makes them feel like they're part of what's going on there. And I think that's that's uh that's one of the things that the NBA actually gets right. Did you vote for yourself as an All Star? No. Ever? Uh, no. You wouldn't no. do it. Such a good uh, question. I could, well, I it happens. There are clearly. Do people some... do that? They do. Yeah. They first of to. all, I don't think I was ever on an NBA like ballot. Like I don't think I was ever on a ballot. But even when they were coming around voting for, you know, like things for ESPN, like sometimes Sports Illustrated would come around and ask like. Who's the best defender in the league? And they pull all like they would never put myself. You in, wouldn't. Nah. Why not? What? Especially just, if they're anonymous. No, nah, I couldn't. I don't know. <laughs> it, it didn't feel ethically right. And it, yeah, believe me, either. like my ethics aren't always like in the. But I, I just couldn't do it. I don't know why. I wonder how many people. Well, there like, were Debo. So there were players that got exactly one All Star <laughs> by the players. So you know where that came from. Right. There were several of them. Nerlens Noel, Gerald Green. Contavious Caldwell Pope. Gerald Green. Campaign. Luke Kennard. Cameron like, Payne. <laughs> yes. Jesus, Luke Kennard. But that's the, I don't have a problem with them voting themselves. I in think, your own eye, you should view yourself as an all-star. I think in my career, if I'm not mistaken, 
I don't know if you could look that. You probably can't. I think I may have gotten one all-star vote from, like, a coach in my whole career. And I want to say it was Jeff Van Gundy one year just because <laughs> he loved, like, defense and yeah. tough stuff. And, and I think he gave me a vote, threw me one once. But it's only, a bone? I had a singular all-star vote in my Is career. Is it embarrassing to get one vote or to not get any? Like, what's worse? Well, then you get busted as the guy who voted for <laughs> right. himself. Like, that's only one. So that's, that's way worse. Here's the thing. I, did, did you have any uh, incentives in your contract for yeah. making – See, that's the I thing. Did. If I'm a player – and I'm looking at fans voting. I'm like, geez, I'm going to be the nicest guy to the fans. I'm going to go sure. out and do everything I can because they're determining guys could make extra hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's why I don't love it. But no, mine right. wasn't, mine wasn't team driven. Like when I was with the Suns and, and, and Jazz, like I didn't have team in, in, I didn't have incentives in my team contract, let's say, like my contract from the team. I had incentives like in my Nike deal. Right. So like if I were to shoot in the three point shootout or lead the NBA in threes or make, NBA all defensive team like things that I could you know possibly achieve like they they would you know kick me up a little bonus or something like that but there was nothing that that uh was coming from the organization I had one good contract in the NFLs with the New York Giants and I remember there were some incentives in mine and the Giants were like sure we'll give you those yeah. I had like league MVP <laughs> lead the league in passing <laughs> no, they were like sure we'll put those in yeah, no they weren't worries. worried about it at all we not got one you. bit um, so let's do something because the NBA for the first time is going to have uh, team captains yeah. and they're going to actually pick the teams, which I think is a fantastic idea. Now, the only bummer to me is that they're not going to televise this. Like I would love to see the thought process of how the team captains who are LeBron James and Steph Curry are going to actually pick their teammates. Like I would love to see LeBron James face if Kyrie Irving's on the board. And he has, like, he's clearly the best guy available. Yeah. And LeBron's like, nah, I don't want him. Like, <laughs> I, I would love to see that take place. Yeah, that seems like a miss. Yeah. Like, we talked about the NBA getting that right. It seems exactly. like a missed opportunity so, there for some so drama. So here's, here's what I want to do. Yeah. I want to have a little draft between me and you Ooh, where we off. get to select our all-star teams. Just right. starters. We don't want to take all day. Okay. But we're going to pick five or uh, four guys to play with us. I get LeBron first pick. Because you have you have front office experience, yeah, Cavs, right. like you have insider <laughs> info. Right. So I'm playing at a disadvantage. I'll be interested to see if you think this is the no brainer pick. Okay. So I got me as LeBron, pretty significant. That's like a no brainer. Uh, Very I'm gonna, similar I'm gonna skill take, sets. I'm going to pick for my similar, first right? <laughs> teammate. I'm going to pick one Kevin Durant. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so you're surprised by that? You threw me a little curveball well, there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Because no, and, and I'll tell you why. Because I don't think Braun. Like you're thinking, like your Bron's yeah, proxy I'm basketball, right? Yeah, Bron's thinking as LeBron, he's not picking Kevin Durant. He doesn't want to play. Like, I don't think he's taking. So guy challenging him. I do not think he's taking Kevin Durant. We're but, picking your lives depend on this game. Like your lineup yeah. has to win. And the and LeBron did say he's taking this very seriously. Like he said, I want to win. He actually kept. Would I commend him for this? He said we need the game to be competitive and give the fans what they want. So I'll be interested to see. If it's usually the laughable, no defense, sure. just goofing, I, or if they actually try. Um, I'm going to take, you took, um. I took KD. God. So, I got you in a bind. Should I talk already? this? Uh, how do you like, want this? Should I talk my, my thought process through here, or should I just pick? No, we're not on TV. You right, just pick. Just and I'll pick. I'll make fun of it. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go James Harden. Oh, man. That's who I wanted. Yeah. Cause that would have been a nasty lineup yep. with KD and James Harden. Mm -hmm. All right, so on the board left, we got Greek Freak. We got Demarcus Cousins, Anthony Davis, DeMar DeRozan, Kyrie Irving. So this is one, and Joel Embiid. This is one where no, I don't talk me through, bro. Give no, me the no, pick. No, I know, you, I know. I, mean, I, just, I was just thinking, like, this is one. All right, I'm going to take the Greek Freak. I'm yeah, that's why I, I feared that. Um, you guys just got really long on me all of a sudden. Long. Got really long. Um, <laughs> pause. Got to um, get somebody wait, to defend it. This is why you need to hear the thought process of the players, because are they thinking that, or are they just thinking, I want the – the biggest. Uh, Gosh, I need some size. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna go with Anthony. <laughs> I'm gonna know what pause. that's gonna do. I'm gonna go Anthony Davis. <laughs> You're going Anthony Davis. All right. So you know this is the exact situation yeah. I want to see play out. Because if I'm LeBron and you got Kyrie still on the board and you got all this size, you need somebody. You can't take Kyrie right now. <laughs> Why? Oh wait, LeBron never would. Yeah, it's yeah. my pick. We're not doing a snake draft. We're going back and forth. You got to factor in chemistry though. All right, then I'll take Demar Derozan. Wow. What, you're surprised I passed? I, LeBron is not taking Kyrie, so that's why I'm taking DeMar DeRozan. I thought he would be the 10th pick. All right. <laughs> well, he, not, uh, if, not if it's between him and Kyrie. Yeah, I'm – And LeBron's I'm, picking. I'm going uh... – <laughs> He 
I'm going Kyrie. <laughs> so, all right, good. So you got Kyrie. Say, like, I'm going on. Kyrie. All right, then I'm going to take – so who do we got left? Last one. You're it's going Joel Embiid or, or, or Boogie. Uh, I'm going to go Joel Embiid. And I take the Bugs. All right. That's interesting. I, I think – so I got I got LeBron. I am LeBron. I got Kevin Durant, Giannis, DeMar DeRozan, and Joel Embiid. You are Steph Curry, and you have James Harden, Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, and Boogie Cousins. We got the size advantage big time. Yeah, but we're going to You guys are training from outside. Uh, we're yeah. going to have our listeners Staggered. vote. At Canel and Bell, who has the better lineup? And we'll let you know the results on Monday. There we go. Show. All right, perfect. So which one, uh, which one? I don't know that you can be the best, like, you're the best player on the planet and you get the first vote. Like, <laughs> that is, like, well, we just I kind feel of like that was a little... <laughs> Is it a no-brainer that Kevin Durant should be the first player taken? Uh, out yeah, of it's these? a no-brainer for sure. Yeah, I thought so sure. too. So, I mean, it Except Bron's not taking KD first pick. You don't think he will? I don't think they're going to give Bron first pick anyway, but. Right. I, yeah. He gets first pick. He LeBron does, does get first because he was the top overall vote getter. Oh, then yeah, oh. that's going to be fascinating. I say he does not take. That's a good prop. I, like it, I don't I think he takes Steph. I mean, I don't think he takes um KD. All right, cool. We're going to get to uh, Joel Embiid, who had some incentives if he made the uh, All Star team. We're going to get that in there in a little bit. You got his comments from it. Years ago, you were denied by a young woman who told you to come back when you were an all-star. Is there anything you'd like to say to anybody on TNT right now? I mean, you should deny me back then, so why go with her again? So um, I have to pass that and move on to the next one. <laughs> move on to the next one. A lot of rumors that that was Rihanna. I don't think it was. I love that he said that. That's like the perfect thing to say. Yes, when you yes. have the opportunity and like you're the superstar, like that's what you say. On to the next one. Him Look at All Star Weekend is going to be incredible. Oh, he, and speaking of fan votes, like he's the fan favorite because he gives answers like that because he's funny, social media. Just stay healthy. It's a fine line though. He's gonna, they're gonna overdo, between, they're between gonna overdo it. Yeah, they're gonna overdo it with him and they're gonna turn it into like a sideshow thing. The NBA is gonna milk it for all it is. That's cool when it's like once in a while. Yeah. When that starts to become like a clown show, then you're like a goofball. Yeah. Alright, let's do some NFL because it's a big weekend. We got the conference championship games. Who's going to the Super Bowl? I don't think anybody at the beginning of the season gave any thought to having these teams in there, and even more specifically with these quarterbacks. Even with Blake Bortles and the Jags, he, his job, he was threatened to get benched for Chad Henney in oh, the preseason. Yeah. Uh, Nick Foles clearly wasn't thought of, and Case Keenum. Like, none of these guys were even entrenched as starters on their squads, and that's why they're underdogs in a lot of these situations. And some of them, they're, they're big underdogs. If you're looking at the Jags going to England, no one's surprised that. The line has moved a little bit with Brady's hand. But also, you've got the Philly, Philadelphia Eagles, again, for the second week in a row, playing as home underdogs. They don't love it. Case Keenum was trolling media members, congratulating them, very sarcastically saying, I'm sure all you guys had these teams pegged for it. <laughs> but they are embracing the role of underdogs. Here's Doug Peterson and uh, Blake Bortles both talking about being an underdog. When did Carson go down? Week 14, December 10th. Okay, since that point, no one's given us a chance. Nobody has given us a chance. And and I understand Carson's a great player, but every week our guys are hearing the same thing, that now we're all of a sudden not good enough. You know, we're 13-3. and three, We have the best record in football. We're, you know, home field advantage throughout. Listen, there's not a lot of, I mean, the guys are going to motivate themselves just based on what they've done for them and heard for the last month of, of football, you know. Um, listen, it really doesn't matter what – you guys talk about because that locker room in there is united and i'll go to bat for every one of those guys and i'll go to war with every one of those guys in that dressing room my man doug peterson wasn't listening to me right here on canel and bell saying everybody was overlooking him where's that bulletin board material he doesn't want to hear that then here's blake bortles as well you know i i said it a bunch all year long you know i, I don't i really don't care i could care less what what anybody in here says about me or what anybody in the world says about me you know i i enjoy going to work every day with the guys in that locker room and the coaching staff i enjoy um everything we do and this is the type of stuff you dream of is getting opportunities to play in games like this um you know so i think to come here and be able to do that against a good team in pittsburgh you know it, it'll never change for me so the underdog role like do you do you i think it does work wonders that chip on the shoulder to use it as motivation, do you think it makes a major difference? I do. You do? Yeah, I do. I think, generally speaking, like, the hungrier, if you're comparing apples to apples, mm -hmm. the hungrier person is going to win, right? It means more to them. It, it, uh, 
You know, it just you have to have it more than the other person does. And so, you know, the, the thing with sport, though, is you're not always comparing apples to apples. Like one team could be – One has know, Tom Brady, correct. one has Blake Portals. Well, correct. But, like, when, <laughs> when, you, when, you are, when you are evenly matched, I do believe that whoever feels slighted, whoever can tap into that – that drive, that hunger, that passion, that chip on your shoulder, I think they've got a competitive advantage. I think it helps through prep, through the week. Because a lot of times, I mean, you have long days, you have to watch extra film, yep. you have to get an extra lift in, you got to do all these things. I think if you, and a lot of it I think has to come from within the, the actual individual player, but if a whole team can buy into that and then they're all doing it together, they're practicing harder, more focused, with more motivation, I think that helps. The only question I've always, I've always wondered is if it's the fourth quarter and there's a fourth and two, yep. and the uh, Jaguars are driving, it's a game-winning drive, game potentially game-winning drive, and they're in the huddle, and you know Blake Bortles comes in and says, "Nobody thinks we can do this." Like, does that matter? Is that <laughs> is that when it helps that uh, much? No, I don't. I don't think that it's it's like I don't think that it's situational. Like it's situationally the the motivation. I think it's the overall theme, and so I. You know, my background as a player has always been like based in underdoggery, mm-hmm. if that's a word. Underdoggery, can <laughs> yeah, I make that a word? I like it. Um, but no, ever from ever since high school, like I was always overlooked as a player, and so I learned to play. I got to, I didn't go to a big school; I went to small school, and so you know, my teams would schedule those big schools, and it just became like who I was. Um, and whenever we would go play a big school, like everyone on our roster would tap into that, hey, we didn't get to go play at Kentucky, or hey, we didn't go to Arizona, or we're, we got overlooked when it was time to play Michigan. And so it never, like, manifested itself in the huddle with 20 seconds to go, and we needed a big shot. Like, that wasn't when we were like, hey, guys, all right, this is it. Right. You know, we were an underdog. Let's do it. It was, it was generally speaking, like, leading up to it, to your point, you know, it was in the weight room, lifting weights. It was all the prep that went into it, and then the mindset when we hit the court. Um, you can – Walk out on a court against somebody and know, you know, that, that they're in your back pocket. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. one, if they're not ready and you are, like, you guys are like finely tuned, ready to go, like sharp as knives and you walk out there and you hit them in the mouth early. There's, there are a lot of times that a team that's that not a championship level team will let you know that they're not ready for that that night. And that's when, and that's when it just starts to like become it just takes on a life of its own. Like, yeah, we're the underdog and we're here to kick your ass. And I think you saw that play out last weekend when you saw the Steelers, who are clearly a better team, better quarterback. They came out lethargic and the Jaguars were sitting there thinking, man, these, we're mm-hmm. out here to knock you guys out. Right. You saw it happen with Philly. When they're wearing the underdog, the dog mask after the game when Lane Johnson celebrating around the field, they clearly felt slighted and used that to their advantage. I also think, that the best players in the game who are never slighted, who are always told they're the greatest, like Tom Brady, yeah. like LeBron James, I think they're always looking for slights. They're looking for something to motivate them. Like if it's Tom Brady, I think the year uh, with the Flakegate, yeah, he was hearing everybody say, "Well, he's only won because he was cheating with the footballs. He was only, you know, that's the reason he won." He used that as saying, "I have to prove these people wrong." Sure. Same with with Braun. I think he gets, you know, gets criticized and he hears those things in the back of his head. Yeah. I think that's what great players do is they they trick themselves. Sure. They play this mind game into saying, "You told me I can't do this. I'm going to prove you Absolutely wrong." Absolutely. Right. Everybody knows they're the best at what they do. So you have to have that to be the best. Um, like. You know, and I wasn't the best, but I remember, like, when I'd be on a bench, you know, and I we'd be weightlifting, you know, and I'd be through my, like, four or five sets, and it was time to get that last that last couple reps of, like, the highest weight we could get to. Like, I would literally be, be for 35 seconds before I put that rep up, thinking about every coach that didn't want to recruit me or every coach that cut me. I'd have Greg Popovich in the back of my head, Manu Ginobili. Like, I would just be manifesting these these things that would get me almost to, like, a, a point of, of, like, emotion, like, real – emotion coming out so I could get that rep. But this is – I had a conversation with my son the other day because he's 10, um, and we're getting to the point now where these kids are about to start going into, like, puberty and stuff, and, you know, some of them are going to have to start separating themselves from the pack, and you've got to develop your little killer instinct. And so he was playing with his friend and kind of – he's way better player than his friend. And he was just allowing his friend to kind of do what he wanted to do. And so then, you know, the friend thinks that he can be on the court with them and so on and so forth. And then I got to hear from the parent and you know, this, and this is a competitive environment though, mm-hmm. cause it's my team. So I had a conversation with, with, with him and he asked me like, what would I do? I said, Dia, look, when I played, I had one of two attitudes. If I was the lesser of the two players and people regarded me as the lesser, 
right, that I was going out there to try to prove to everybody in the world that I was better than that kid that they thought was better than me. And he's like, well, what do you do? I said, well, on the flip side of that, if I was the better player, my job was to prove that whoever they put out on that court, it was disrespectful for them to think that that kid could play with me. And so in either case scenario, I was out there trying to destroy whoever that was across the court for me. So when you do that, if you're better, then he's got no business being on the court where you should feel disrespected that he's even out there. Put him in his place. All right? And if, and if you're, if you're worse, then you should want his damn spot and you should be trying to take it. Do you think you were born with that killer instinct? And do you think you can instill that in your kids? Because I have the same issues with my – like I have daughters. And I'm right. trying to tell them similar <laughs> lessons. Get that killer instinct. Yeah. I'm trying to get it in them. And sometimes I'm like, I just don't know if they just, it's not in, no. inside of them. I, I think that you – A, you are born with it, right? Because I think it's it's it, it like personality type, right? Like Dia is yeah. a little more reserved. He's my older. My middle, I don't have to have that conversation. Like I'm, he's just an a-hole. Like he's just <laughs> – you know, he is. He's coming for the in crown. In a good sense. No, in a, in a great sense. <laughs> Like, he's the type of kid, like, he's coming for the crown regardless. Like, he wants it all. He's greedy. Um, but, but I think it's in, it's in the kids. Um, I don't know that the way I articulated it to him is actually the best way to do it. I'm not sure. But I think it could come out because I see it at times. Yeah. It's there. But I think when they mature and he gets older and that testosterone kicks in or, you know, I, I think it'll be a much, a much more natural thing for him. So Tom Brady is the being the savvy veteran that he is. He's not going to provide Jackson with any bulletin. He's making he's going out of his way to make sure they're showing respect to the yep. Jaguars. Uh, he said this is the biggest challenge we've faced all year. We ha- we've had a good offense. They've had the best defense. So he's basically pumping sure. them up. Telvin Smith, linebacker for the Jaguars, he's having none of it. He's quoted. He said he tweeted out. He said, "Bro, this this the oldest trick. Pump us up in the media, but in the building." I'm the building, spelled building. <laughs> I know what's really being said. Respect the goat. So he clearly knows the games that are replaced, which I kind of love that he called him out. Which Jacksonville has been chirping all season long. I love them. I think they're fun, but I don't know if I want to see them in the Super Bowl. You give them, any, you give them a chance up there. Heck yeah, I give them a chance. Yeah, yeah I, have, I definitely give them a chance. Now we're gonna do our picks and props in a okay. minute. You'll find out where I am. Yeah. But absolutely, their defense is filthy. Like they can get after Tom Brady. And that's how you beat them. All right, we're going to do our pits and props in a minute, but let's get to here's what's happening with Hannah. All right, guys, the beard is back. Houston 4-3 and three in James Harden's absence. 1-0 in his return after missing seven games with a left hamstring strain. Harden played 26 minutes, going 3-15 for 15 for 10 points in the Rockets' 116-98 victory over the Timberwolves. Eric Gordon chipped in 30 off the bench. Ooh. Did you hear it? Off the bench. Off the bench. Ah, nice. Um, that was nice. Um, it's hard to maintain that level of play. They came out of the gate so hot this year in Houston. Uh, but that is a good win against Minnesota. They've been playing really well. Um, I'm always going to cheer for Mike D and, and whatever he's got going on. So it's good to see them back. They just need to, they need to combine a modicum of defense with, with that really electrifying offense and consistently and they'll, they'll have a chance to beat anybody. And I do mean anybody. LeBron James called it Strugglesville. We'll call it a much-needed win. The Cavs did blow a 23-point lead to the Magic, but did hold on to win 104-103 to to snap a four-game losing streak. Derrick Rose back in the Cleveland lineup after over two months, scoring nine points in just 13 minutes. Now Orlando without Aaron Aflalo, who was suspended two games. I'm going to call that Luckyville um, because <laughs> they should have lost that game. I mean, they should have won it by 40, and then they should have lost it after giving it away. It's so lucky. Um Really lucky. But Derek Rose, I mean, here's the thing with the Cavs. They just keep dropping injured point guards into the mix. That can't make it any easier to find your rhythm when you keep adding um, pieces to the mix midseason. So uh, they got to figure something out there. Over to the MLB. It's almost time. Major League Baseball planning to implement a pitch clock and harsher rules on mound visits in 2018. This, according to Yahoo Sports, the pitch clock would be 20 seconds with the bases empty with the warning on first violation and a ball charged on subsequent violation. I'm all for it. Anything to speed up the game. I think Major League Baseball players are like old, like they, they are, they hate change. They're going to hate it. <laughs> but I'm tired of seeing the pitcher walk around, go back around, grab the bag of rosin, like go touch his hat 50 times, get up and just throw the ball. Like, go and pitch. Let's move it along already. I don't think it's going to happen. Baseball. Like, I, I really know. just don't even They hate it, it. They're so slow. Yeah. All right, Baker Mayfield and Miami, a mix. Okay, so every time I say queso, I think of queso. Okay, sorry. So the 2017 Heisman Trophy winner commented, hashtag get me to Miami on Dolphins wide receiver Kenny Stills' Instagram Live. Now, the Finns own the 11th pick in April's 
draft. Mayfield clarified things by saying Stills is just a fellow Sooner and that he will play for anyone that gives him a shot. This is clearly all that was. <laughs> He's just shouting out his boy, and of course he would love to play in Miami. I think every player, when they're coming out, they would love to play in Florida, no state tax. There's the beach. you got <laughs> South Beach, beautiful women. Like, every player would want to go there. I would have been shocked if Baker Mayfield would have said anything but that, especially when he's talking to his boy while he's on Instagram Live. Like, it's it's such a no-brainer, non-story, but it is kind of a slow time, so we're trying to think of stuff to talk about because the conference championship matchups are lame. And poor Miami. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's really the more, poor Miami. Yeah. All right. The typically mysterious Patriots maintaining that stigma when it comes to Tom Brady's injury. We think we know that he injured his right hand during Wednesday's practice and that he sat out practice yesterday. But after that, who really knows, guys? Yeah. Uh, who cares? <laughs> Ooh, I love that right. take. Yeah. yeah, no, and I mean only from the regard, only from the stance that like Tom Brady is going to do what Tom Brady does. Like yeah. I don't know that he needs to necessarily be out there taking the reps all week. Can, uh, yeah, how can about we stop you talking see about how? Tom Brady? Yeah, like, he is did, so are you with annoying. me on that? I, no, like, just like stop crying and just we'll see you. We'll just see go you be great. Over he didn't just go be great. He hasn't cried. Everyone else is crying. So he's not. Why are you hating him for everybody else crying? I don't hate. Go. I don't hate Tom Brady. There's so I, many I, things I, I, I want to say. Do you see how this happened though? No. So apparently somebody at practice, one of his own teammates, hit his hand. Like that. That's what you need to find out because somebody's going to get cut. Like what do you, you don't mean, come within five no yards. Way. In a drill, like something happened where somebody. They got too close to the red shirt. Yes, and you don't do that. Yeah, that's right. That would practice someone. Yeah, exactly. Hand he looks like the type of dude that would have MF'd, like, yeah. the hell out of whoever did well, he, that. Like, I don't know. He, the coaches would have. I'm telling you, there's a player. No, he would have too, dude. He's, he looks like no, a, he looks like a bad. There's articles out there that are saying this is why they shouldn't have traded Jimmy G. That's ridiculous. Right. Well, unless unless he can't play. Is he really hurt? Right. Uh, no, I think he probably has an issue, but it'll be fine by game day. All right, let's do some picks and props. Uh, Debo, do not share with them. I'm going to share the standings, Danny. No, do not uh, share the standings. That's do it. Only share yeah, you know our what? records together. Share, share mine first, and then you can share his, <laughs> out of, and then he'll feel better. Out of fairness to the listeners, if they're yeah. going to place their well-earned money on stuff that you say or don't say, yeah. huh. Hannah. Just do the opposite of everything I ever say. Hannah is like one in four because we were never clear on if she was picking the bill straight up or against the spread. So we'll give her one in four. Mm-hmm. Gifting it. Danny. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> can I say it? Nine, uh, twelve, and one. You're on the I'm going to say it regardless. Raja, five, seven, and one. Um, when I feed both Fractionally of you. Fractionally better I am. I'm four, zero, and one. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> when, when is it, when is the opportunity for people to truly make money? It's when both Raja and I agree on a yep. pick. Yep. It's opposite. You're 4-0-1 oh, on those. And you're opposite the pick. You're yeah. fading the yes. pick. All right. So let's move on to the games. Now we got that out of the way. Let's start with the AFC Championship on Sunday. And this is a line that you don't typically see in terms of how it's moved since it opened. Opened at 9.5 as of this morning, as of Friday morning leading up to Sunday's game. The Patriots, 7.5-point favorites <laughs> against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That has moved <laughs> Two points. Danny, is that dumb money moving in that way? That's the million-dollar question that I'm trying to figure out because it sure seems reactionary that some people would say, oh, my gosh, Tom Brady mispracticed. They get in a panic, and they're saying, up, the Jaguars now have a legitimate chance. I liked the Jaguars when it was nine, nine and a half. I like the Patriots at this number. So I'm going to say the Patriots are going to win big now. Patriots are going to win big. Well, clearly, I cannot choose the cup that's in front of me (laughs) because you would have assumed that I was going to choose the cup in front of me. So, therefore, I got to – all right, there we go. I'm going to fade Danny, and I'm going to pick the Jags to cover the 7.5. I think it's going to be a tighter game. This, to me, is a total avoid. Like, that's my official gambling advice is stay away from this game. Stay away from this game. Yes, this one scares me to death because I actually – I could make a really good case for the Jaguars. Having said that, if you have to pick it, go with me. (laughs) All right, go ahead. No, I'm going to take the Jags just because I – yeah, what do I know? Yeah. So the Patriots appearing in their seventh straight AFC championship game. I'm going to add, since we only have two games this week, another pick for you guys to do, and that's going to be the over-under. So the over-under for this game is set at 46.5, and maybe we'll see that shift with the uncertainty around Brady. Now the under has hit in six of the last seven Patriots Conference championship games. Does it hit again? That's a good one, Debo. I like that one. And I think the fact that the six of seven actually is a trend, Plus, this Jaguars defense is good. I think we've seen the limitations they have offensively. I like the under in this one. 
I'm going to go with the over. <laughs> He's just, paid, just simply to fade. Do you really need Kanye West's fade song? Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> that should be our, that should be this entire segment. That should be. That's we should put is. that under the bed. Um, when you look at this matchup, though, they if they can get after it with Ngakwe and Calais Campbell and Malik Jackson, which I think they can, if they can get to Brady with just four rushers, that could be for a long afternoon. Be a long We've afternoon. seen Brady yep. get hit more and more lately as they, they face better defenses. The intensity yeah. goes up. Now, he knows how to get rid of the ball quick, but I think they're going to hit him a lot. If you see that, that's how the upset happens. And I, they're, the Patriots' defense is not great. Like, they've been bend, don't break. They've been better in the red zone. Right. But with Leonard Fournette as a beast, and they can punch him in down rim. there. Yeah. yeah I could, so I would not be shocked. Like, I, I'll pick the Patriots to cover, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Jaguars were able to shock the world. Raja, I didn't share this tidbit with you, but the visiting team, 0-5 against the spread in the last five conference championship Ooh. games. So, Danny... Taking the bats, Raja taking the Jags. The prop on this one. So we learned something very surprising the other day during our interview with Jaguars wide receiver Allen Robinson. And we learned that Blake Bortles is a trash talker. Uh, <laughs> didn't see that one coming. No. So better trash talkers, Blake Bortles or the first graders at bowl school in Jacksonville. And these kids sent Doug Marone, Jaguars coach, some advice on how to beat the Patriots. Don't fumble, sack Tom Brady, <laughs> don't be nervous, look your opponent in the eye, and you will win the Super Bowl, and of course, eat lots of chicken. Only the chicken yeah. So these first Chick-fil-A. graders, yeah. do you think they're capable of being better trash talkers than quarterback Blake Bortles? I think Allen Robinson opened up something that I didn't see that side of Blake Bortles. He's actually pretty funny, and he's not afraid to mix it up a little bit better. Bortles? I just don't think Bortles Bro, cares. Did anybody – Right. He did you see the video of someone asking him what he'd be doing if he didn't play football? <laughs> yeah, and that guy said, working construction, ripping cigs. No, yeah, like, that's true. That was pretty he, funny. Hey, it was funny, and <laughs> it's – like. He's just a different dude than I thought he was. Which like, I he, think is the problem. Yeah. I think like I think the Jags it's wish like he typical would... UCF guy. Hannah, any insight on that video though that you learned? What? What video? The video Raja is alluding to. Oh Sigs? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's something there yeah. that Debo knows. This is right. some, some pod we need some, some I'm just special saying, content. It's like it's like a typical UCF. Guy oh, move. That's messed up. I think the Jaguars wish he would act more like a franchise quarterback. Right. And and less than a construction worker? <laughs> yes. And less yes. like a construction worker? No, yeah, I right. support it. I like that he just doesn't give yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, moving on to the the real game, the NFC Championship. The Vikings, <laughs> again, going to Philadelphia. The Eagles underdogs once again. Minnesota, three-point favorites this game. 6.40 on Sunday. I'll ask you guys for the second week in a row, how much do the Eagles win by? <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't take the birds, bro. I don't. Vikings minus three. Um, uh, I'm going to take the Vikings to cover this. I, I don't. I trust Case Keenum more than I trust Nick Foles. But the, that, you know what's been better? Like It may be the, most, the biggest underdog story of the year is the Eagles' D. Yeah, it was all Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz, and the yep. D is the D is legit. The D is real. Number one um, run defense in the league. Number four scoring. Defense. You know what? I'm not going to do that. F it. No, no, I'm taking no, the Eagles. No, I'm time. taking the birds, baby. No, now that's I'm taking the birds. Debo. Now we're done. <laughs> I'm taking now the birds. You're in trouble. You got to flip flop. No, I can't. Please, someone no. change their pick. <laughs> now you're screwed because I actually. Love the Eagles again as no. a dog. No, but this is another Canel lock of the week, which was is hundred percent on the season. Um God, that's I think this one Well you can it, win by a field goal, eh? You kick a field goal late, you win by one and we're and you win, we win. If we're taking the Eagles right against the spread, right? Like the Vikings are a, a three point favorite. So if the Eagles should win no, a no, last no. second field goal No, the Eagles have to win. <laughs> Yeah, the Eagles have to win. That's what I just said. The Eagles win on their last second field goal. Don't, don't they cover? They <laughs> yeah, win and they cover. I'm saying that they'll cover, but, but we're, we're the both fact that you're them. both picking it <laughs> means, means the that Vikings he has to are going to win. Yeah. Oh, I'm bugging. All right, so you're going, all right, all right, all right, all right. So I, Sorry, you're Nick, sorry, bro. <laughs> Nick Foles, I'm telling you, people threw him under the bus. He's a serviceable quarterback, which is all they're going to ask him to do. Back to back playoff games for him in his career where he's been over a hundred on the quarterback rating. They're going to be conservative. They're going to get the ball out of his hand quickly. And playing at home is a huge one. And, oh, by the way, 
The Vikings shouldn't even be here. They just got here on a Hail Mary, basically, yeah. a prayer pass when they had trouble beating the Saints at home. So I'm taking the Eagles for this you one. You don't believe in that destiny, I, Minneapolis miracle? I love the Minneapolis miracle. No. Did so the Titans win the Super Bowl with the Music City they Miracle? They did not. No. They came close. Uh-huh. Exactly. They did get there, though. All right. Oh, some but. trends in this matchup. Minnesota, 9-3 and three against the spread in their last 12 games. 5-1 and one against the spread the last six on the road, so doing great. But that matches up against the Eagles, 10-4 and four against the spread last 14, and 6-2 and two against the spread last eight at home. The over-under in this one set at 39, a low 39. And 58% of the public is betting on that under. So is it going to be as low scoring as Vegas thinks? Something's got to give. I'll say over. That's a really low number. It's a low total. That is a low total, and I'm going to say under. <laughs> All right. There you go. Fine, fine. Fade Danny. The prop on this one. So Minnesota Vikings superfan Millie has been getting a lot of shine this week. The she's past great. two weeks. Well, she's she's deserves it. She it's a little over. It. It's a little overblown. She's 99 years old. Yeah. So what number is higher, Millie's age, 99, or the number of dog masks per section at Lincoln Ooh. Financial oh, per Field? Per section. I'm yeah, going per section. So here's the breakdown. There's 70,000 seats. There's 55 sections. There's 1,200 seats a section. So do you think the number of masks per section is 100 out of 1,200? That's a lot of numbers. So have there been any stories done on they sold out on Philly. Amazon. Yeah, I would say they have. So they have. They've sold out everywhere. Every Philly fan. I'm going to say there are going to be. These a are lot like taking of, over the city. Yeah, I'm going to say there are a lot of dog masks. It's going to be like the turnover chain. Yeah, like you I'm find with you. something like that. I'm going to. I'm going to take the, the Lane uh, Johnson yeah. warned the fans that you can't really see out of the mask, so that might be an issue. <laughs> right. Exactly. That. But if they have them in possession, it counts. Like they we'll, might take we'll count. Them off you got to just hold it up. Yeah. After every play. Yeah, so I'm going to say the amount of dog masks is the over. All right, cool. uh, Raja, what you got? Uh, it's a lot of dog masks, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the uh, young lady's age. All right, and we're gonna we're gonna have Debo. You're gonna be tasked with counting that. I'm gonna count it. We gotta give Phil from Philly a shout out. A 99 year old super fan fought in World War II that they're doing stories on this <laughs> oh, week. So look at that. Yeah. I haven't seen Phil from Philly. Uh, I'm but taking yeah. for the Eagles fans for Phil him. over Millie any Phil day, from any Philly. day. <laughs> I haven't Joel seen him. I gotta see who's in better health. All right, it's Friday, so. Let me explain this. Five-star Q&A. We do it every Friday. If you want to get in on it, make sure you go to Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. When you do, ask us a question. Ask us anything you want to, and we are required to answer them. It's like a truth serum. No matter what, we have to answer them. So, Raja, you're on the spot today because there's some good ones. There's some good ones. Hannah, what do we got? All right. (laughs) All right, guys. First one. Um, I, I will say we asked and you guys deliver. These questions are way better yeah. than last week. So, all right. First one is from Kosh J. He said, how are you guys enjoying this podcast together? Has there been any discussion of a more permanent radio spot? Ooh. <laughs> I'm having what a blast. Nice, I'm what a, having like a delightful blast. question. I will say this. We recently went a big change on the podcast, yeah. a time change. That sucked. But we've been doing it for the people, though. We've been trying to get it I'll just it be honest. That, that sucked. Oh, like, at five, 5.30, wake up. Who would else? Like, that's yeah. for the birds, dog. It's early, but that's what we do for bench warmers. We get up so they can we get love on you guys. their way to work. That's the that's type right. of sacrifice Sacri- we make. Sacrifice. I and love that it. And then as the discussion for a more permanent radio spot, there has not been. But if you want to, go ahead and write the big wigs at CBS Sports. Let them know. And let them know you're liking what you're hearing. And uh, who knows? Maybe we'll be in for some surprise announcements uh, before too long. We might get maybe. more off the bench. We'll see. Yes. Coming down the road. All right. Uh, <laughs> UWLAX46, he says, what's the worst hazing you've ever received as a college or pro athlete? What's the worst thing you made a rookie slash freshman do? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I would see Raja. No one's messing with Raja. Yeah, I wasn't. I, I participated, though. I mean – Hazen wasn't that big, so we, you know, we had to shave our head, do silly stuff like that. Yeah, like, obviously, it was really tough yeah, for you, as tough, I'm right? looking at you already having. Um, the worst thing I saw done when I was in college was a baseball kid at FIU, and they took him, uh, they took him down to his boxers, and there was a big party, and they taped him to like, <gasps> they taped him to a chair, like one of the chairs like you're sitting in, like a roll, a roll yeah. away chair. And they just wheeled him through this party all night, and you could essentially just do whatever you wanted to him, because all he, he just had to sit there taped to the chair. Oh, but nobody, I mean, nobody. Boxers on? They left his draw. Yeah, they left his draws on, and <laughs> then really nobody ever really messed with him. He just had to sit there and be taped up all night, you know. So right, I had to do the head shave thing too. As yeah. a freshman at Florida State, they did that. Um, then you had to sing your song 
which I hate. That was the NFL. So at, at dinner, like every yes. night, they'd start ringing, ringing the bell, and you'd have to – some rookie would have to get up. I actually started skipping dinner just because I didn't want to do it. So instead of eating at the cafeteria, I'd go to McDonald's down the street and just eat there and Great never show up. For the... But eventually they caught on to it because they're like, hey, where's Canel? Like we need to have him come in right. here and sing. So eventually I had to do it. And then I'm with you. Like I never – like, I think I did, I shaved some heads after that yeah. because it wasn't that big a deal. Like, your hair grows back. Uh, so I never, with some of the stuff, like the rookie meals where you had to spend 30 grand, like, we always kind of helped them out on the rookie meal. Like, they'd have to pay some of it and then we'd pay for some right. of it. We never, like, foot, uh, killed them on that one because I always wanted it to be fun. Like, it should be fun where you feel part of a team, not humiliating where you're embarrassed and you might inflict bodily harm. Like, that's when it crosses the line with hazing. Agreed. All right. From Tubbs34. He says, what's the worst locker room you were ever in? Uh, I, I, you know what? Typically, like, locker rooms, like f- at least from my experience, even when you're not a good team, like, guys still have fun in the locker room. Like, yeah. we, especially in NBA locker rooms, there are only 15 of you. So you guys have a good time, like, unless it's just completely toxic. And I was blessed that I didn't play in any real toxic environments. But the worst locker room I was in, and this was just briefly, was right after right after Jerry Sloan quit. Um <laughs> Right after Jerry Sloan quit, and then Darren, Darren got traded, um, and we had Tyrone Corbin come in, and for there was just so much uncertainty there. Um, it wound up being a great locker room season. Like we sucked as a team because our coach was garbage. But the the uh, <laughs> you notice how I can never take I can never not I can never not do it. Sorry, uh, but no, uh, that was a really uncertain time. It, it affected the locker room, but it wasn't a toxic environment. It just it was because no one knew what was going on. So in in NFL, everybody's there is segregation. Like by position, you're separated with your guys. So I've always judged the locker room by the quarterback rooms I've been in. Okay, it's usually three or four guys in a room, and you spend all your time like. You're studying film. You're doing all this. The worst quarterback room I was ever in was in the Falcons. So Chris Chandler was the starter, veteran guy. He was kind of salty. And then we had myself and we had Doug Johnson, who was the young and gunslinger from the University of Florida. And he was like a seventh-round pick, I believe, something later. He felt like he should be starting. I'm kind of there. And Chandler was getting up there in years. He was kind of – they're just coming off the Super Bowl. Yeah. But the reason that it was bad – was because Chandler could not stand our offensive coordinator, like hated him. A guy named Jack Burns. They did not see eye to eye. He would trash him. So one night we're out late in training camp, and in training camp, all the veterans usually got golf carts because we did it on a, a college campus. We were at Furman University. Sure. So you take your golf cart and you drive it to practice, drive it to the cafeteria, come back to the thing. So all the golf carts at night are parked in the same spot. We went out, had a couple drininks, we're coming back. And Chandler, this is how bad he couldn't stand Jack Burns. And he knew he was on his way out. So he had to take a leak, right? And so we're walking past the golf carts, and they all had these name tags on the front of them. And so he's like, where's Jack's? Where's Jack's one? So he goes over there, proceeds to take a leak all over the golf cart, like in the seats and everywhere. (laughs) And he was like, yeah, how do you like that play call? Like just did not like him. It was not the healthiest environment to, uh, to be in when I was on the Falcons. I feel like NHL locker rooms are the worst. Really? I like any, they're, they're quiet. They're wired different too. Like, they're like not, it's like not fun when you really? go in there. Yeah. Canadians and. I will say the weirdest locker room ever was like, like Marlins Clubhouse right after Jose died. Oh, that was like the oh, weirdest Jesus. experience. Sorry yeah. guys. Really? Just anyway, bring it down on a Friday. <laughs> I'll say this about hockey yeah. players. I always felt like they were the most down to earth dudes. Like they had no egos and they. Oh, I totally disagree. Really? I, no, I think really? that they think they're like the hottest thing in the world and nobody knows who they are. So I went to Boston University. Yeah. Um, and when I got there, they were defending national champs. They wound up winning another one while I was there. Um, those, they're just really, they're completely wired. Totally. Like completely different than any other athlete, but them dudes got big egos for yeah, sure. And they, they can drink. They can drink. And they just tr- they, clear they liquor. Just yes. That's straight Canadian down. blood. Yeah. All right, from Midwest Cam. So he had a parenting question last week. He said, what's the worst thing you ever had to apologize to fans or a boss for? Another question, what's the worst thing you ever had to apologize to your wife for? Ooh, man, Raja, let's go deep. Let's Uh, open up therapy session. The boss one's good. I feel like we could all answer (laughs) that. This this Cam dude is relentless. I I feel you, Cam. Um, Let's see. Cam, keep him coming. Worst thing I ever had to apologize to fans or a boss for? Um, uh, 
fans. I'll start. Awesome. One of my first things. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> one of my first times on air, I, I was in college and I, it was like I just got the job and I said Massachusetts instead of Massachusetts. <laughs> Massachusetts? It. It's not like the worst thing ever. No. Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, but like now I can't say Massachusetts. Do I have to edit that? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Probably. Massachusetts. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you ever apologize to the fans for anything? Yeah, I apologized multiple times. I mean, I had to come out and apologize with the Kobe thing just because I might have cost us the game and tell us, you know, cost, the close cost, yeah, I was suspended for the next game of the series and it was, we were trying to come back from down 1-3. Um, I had to apologize in Utah because I, I like, there was a bad call, at least in my opinion, it wound up being a good call. And so when the ball came through the net, I caught it on like a volley, like with my foot, mm-hmm. and I kicked it in the like, like way up in the fir- in the first deck, and I could have killed somebody with the ball. So <laughs> I had to apologize to them for that. Um, I, I mean, dude, I've had to apologize to teammates and stuff for fighting and doing stupid. Yeah, you know, just whatever, bro. A lot of a lot of stuff like that. Teams ever tell you to apologize in those, or is that something you took upon yourself? No, I, I always felt bad. Like I lose it in the moment sometimes, and then I come back and realize that I'm like I'm not a complete a hole. Like so, I realize I messed up, and I'll go back and apologize and. And then I'll do it again like two weeks later. So Nice. I had to apologize for throwing three interceptions once in a game with the New York Giants. I apologized to the defense and to the fans, okay. which was not always fun. And that was totally on my own. Nobody asked me to do that. <laughs> um, so, so for bosses, yeah. this is one that I regret apologizing for. But Ooh. I think ultimately it did get me fired. So when I was with ESPN, the first year of the playoff when Bama was playing Ohio State, Bama got bounced in the playoff. So there was no SEC team in the playoff. And so I sent a tweet out, and it said, here is the SEC Network's programming lineup for tomorrow. And it was just the bars on a screen. Basically <laughs> saying they had nothing to show that right. day. And it really upset some of the people, the higher-ups at the SEC Network. Yeah. And then eventually turned on and got higher positions of power at ESPN. They really didn't like that tweet. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was funny. Yeah. I didn't mean it to be, you know, have any animosity. I just thought it was funny, but they didn't. And I think it might have come back to burn me a few years later. Ayo. But it's all good. All right. So let's go deeper on this there one. Though. All right. Have you wor- worst thing you've ever had to yeah, apologize to your was. wife for? Um, I, I don't apologize to my wife. <laughs> oh, oh, stop, man! No, I would no, say I, I, I don't know. I think, Who apologizes first in the relationship? Um. I think we're, we're both like the same sign. Like her birthday September 10th, mine September 19th. So like when we get it, when we get after it, like I don't know that either one of us ever like says, "Hey, I'm sorry." Really? Like, I think no we just way. it's understood that we're sorry after a certain amount of time. Like and we figure I'm, like, it out. Like, opposite. You know Wait, what I mean? do you? Who's the My first apologizing in your relationship? Is always apologizing to me. Because <laughs> she's the one that always loses it. Like Stop. I'm pretty calm and laid back. And I'll just take it. I'll just kind of be like, you know what? I don't want to have an all-out, drag-em-out fight. Yeah. So I usually just kind of am quiet, and then she'll come back, and she'll realize who was right, and it was usually me. And yeah. then we're good. I just lied to you guys. I apologized last night. <laughs> no way. Really? No, I did, because my son, like, we came home. Um, he had a football workout with, like, his quarterback coach, so we went over, and we had that. And then I had to come back. Um, and we had a high school game last night that they wanted to go to big rivalry game. And so I didn't give him enough time to get his homework done. And I left my wife at the home with the four kids trying to get homework done and all that. And she sends me a text like, this cannot happen again. I'm winding up doing his homework with him and you can't schedule this and that. And I, I I mean, like I effed up. So I bet. There you go. All right. Next one is from Nathan Peterman. Hold the phone. Like, why is that his name? Is are you guys like messing with me? No. I'm, I'm people just... can make up names. Like, there's no. <laughs> Do you think this is the ID real check. Nathan Peterman? Real I'm trying me right now. I'm pretty sure it probably wasn't. Debo, I mean, can we confirm? Do you want to reach out to him? I, I think it is. I think there's it could no be. way it's the real Nathan. Peterman. <laughs> That's your quarterback. Obviously, he don't Bills mafia me after the word Nathan Peterman. I'm sorry, okay. just don't do it. But if you're a true Bills fan, okay. is there a bounty out on Nathan Peterman? Oh, stop! Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right, this one I have a bone to pick with this um, catfished Nathan Peterman. Okay. okay, he says, "Would love to see you on screen with video clips in the future." Great, awesome. My question. <laughs> Who would win a two-on-two basketball game between Raja and Hannah versus Danny and Eric? What's the pick and prop on it? Okay, before we get going, I just have to say, Nathan freaking Peterman, why am I with Raja? That means – I'm sorry, Raja. I know you're great. But that this just automatically means that I suck the most. No. I, if I, I put with you. I no, 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 no. Fair assumption. I think it's <laughs> hilarious that this you're the a... one being disrespected by this and not the former NBA player. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but listen, I'm just saying it means it means that I'm I'm like this person. Hannah, I'm a better basketball player than you. No, you're not. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking Let's about. Let's go. We I want video five, clips. Nine. Let's give them video I clips of you two. Now, I asked you though the other day, five, could you make a layup? And you said <laughs> no. So, but I, now you're a hoopster. I could though. I just like <laughs> kind of don't, but I could. But I could. Have you ever? Listen. If no, I no, 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 no. Have you ever? Maybe can I can. Can you defend? That's the only question. For sure. Okay. No we chance. Got sure. No chance. We got action. Do but you think you could beat me and Eric just without Hannah? No. What? How did we get eliminated? No. You couldn't I couldn't guard you. Couldn't you. No. Yeah, I might. No. I mean, I impossible. can you shoot a little right. bit? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Can you? Shoot? Is it make it take it? That's what I was thinking. I couldn't beat you guys. That's that's ridiculous. If we're making shots, because Raja can't defend right. the post on the right. shots. That's like, the problem. Right. I just would That's like to talk to Nathan Peterman exclusively and ask him why he thinks I'm so unathletic. <laughs> I, I challenge you one-on-one. Okay. Bam. Well, and let's post video of it on Canal and Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Rob from ATL, he says, Raja, would you rather have a ring and be known for having the worst hairline in the league or take the career you already had? Huh. There's so much unknown in the first. So just a ring and the worst hairline in the league? Um, I would have really liked to have a ring, but I enjoyed my career immensely. Um, I'm going to go with this, the latter. I like my career. Like I was fine with my career. You ain't trading like, that hairline. That nah. hairline. Say you, you had the career that you had, you end up winning a ring in 2006, but you have the worst hairline in the league. Oh, You're yeah. taking that? I'm taking the ring and the hairline. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm bald anyway. So right, it's not even exactly. an issue. You know what I mean? Just cut it off anyway. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a bad hairline. Who cares? All right. All right. Rob from ATL also said, (laughs) Danny, what's the most you lost on a bet in a weekend or one specific one? Ooh. So is this sports gambling or is this betting? What are you betting on? Oscars? I'll give you both. No, 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 no. I mean, Vegas. Like, is this a gambling weekend? Because of my bachelor weekend, went to Vegas with a bunch of my boys. Mm, Yeah. And it was a bad omen for like Eric could have been because I lost a lot of money. Yeah. It was too much money to even mention on the show. Wow. The most I've ever – because I usually put 50 bucks, 100 bucks on a game. Like just yeah. something to keep it interesting. I will not lose more than a 1000 bucks in a season. Like I'm just going to have my parameters. I don't want it to be a right. problem. I would say the most I've ever lost on a game was this year. My account was getting up, and I love to get big when I have house money. I put fifteen hundred bucks. Now this was only a thousand of mine. Five hundred was of the house. Yeah. On the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Titans, which I was loving in that game at oh. halftime, and then they collapsed late. I was going nuts on that one. Yeah, it's a tough. Yeah, one Yeah, that there. one hurt. So that's the most. Usually a hundred bucks, the most I'll lose. I'm yeah, not I'm not a big gambler. I don't like. I take a thousand dollars at casino if I go. Right. And if I lose it, like I'm out. Yeah, I wish I had only taken a thousand bucks at casino <laughs> on that one. Those markers that they can write up for you are a dangerous thing. All right. Very well done on the five-star Q&As, the questions you guys brought it this Except week. Except for Nathan Peterman. No, Nathan Peterman <laughs> was great. Those were awesome. And he wants to see video clips, which we're going to get now between your one-on-one basketball game. We'll you guys definitely get some up? video clips. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Photoshop of them. We will be back Monday with our championship recap. We'll have our Super Bowl set. Who's it going to be? I can't wait to find out. Make sure you subscribe, download on Apple Podcasts, check us out on Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, anywhere you can find podcasts. Leave us that five-star review. And as always, check us out on Twitter. Twitter at Canel and Bell and go ahead and roast Debo as much as you want. 